Hi, this is Paul Stanley from KISS. You're listening to Art Cinema Fart Cinema. Today they're reviewing our 1978 massive hit movie. It's a massive hit. KISS meets the Phantom of the Park in an episode titled KISS MY FART I WAS MADE FOR LOVING YOU BABY WOW KISS MY FART I love it. I yeah. can't believe Paul actually turned up to give us an intro. That's amazing, isn't it? The actual Paul Stanley The actual himself. Paul Stanley. Uh, his knees aren't so great anymore, same as mine, but he's still got another 3,000 miles left in him. They've still got the end of the road tour, part 10 to do. I'm still good for another 3,000 miles, y'all. I've, um, seen, I've seen that farewell tour three times now. Yeah. Glasgow twice and a field in France. Right. So they're all right. You, you, what you're saying is, is that they've pretended to quit this, three times. Th- th- no, this one tour, this one farewell tour has played three times when I've seen them. <laughs> this one oh. tour. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. So they're doing loop to loops as a farewell tour. They're like, oh, it's a farewell tour, but we're just going to keep going. <laughs> so Halloween, hey, surprise everyone. Boo. I'm Simon. I'm Cameron. You thought Halloween was our Halloween special. It kind of was. But this is real Halloween. It's Halloween today when we release this. I don't know what day it is when you get around to listening to it. But but we hope you listen to it on Monday, the 31st of October, yeah, 2022. Absolutely. We've, we're here. We're we're dressed up. We're ready to go guising afterwards. I've got some jokes prepared. <laughs> what, are you, what is your costume, Simon? Uh, I'm a queen of the Stone Age. Ah. And by that, what I mean is I'm in drag and it's very sort of like prehistoric. Basically, it looked like Raquel Welsh or whatever from... What's the film? Is it 10,000 years BC? Anyway, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. What a movie! That's a fucking Art cinema. Art cinema. Uh, yeah, so Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park, right? Yes. Would you like to talk us through what the fuck this is? Well, Simon, <clears throat> as a resident Kiss historian and Kiss super fan, mm-hmm. I'm probably the biggest Kiss fan you've ever met, unless you know somebody that has like a tribute act. Because I love Kiss. They're like my. I have all their albums. I have most of them on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I have many T-shirts. I have a I have a genuine cutout of Gene Simmons life-size cutout in his mate in my room. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in my loft now. Life-size. Life-size. Is he tall or short? He's fucking huge. He's like seven foot. Gene Simmons. Yeah, because it's in the it's in the costume. It's like the size of him in the costume. Oh, so he's got big heels and stuff. Yeah, he's like about the size of this up to about the size of the top of that door. I didn't realize he was a big. So without the, the shoes, is he still tall? Uh, yeah, he'll be about six one, probably. One point eight eight meters tall. I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, neither die. Uh, yeah. So this came out during the height of Kiss's popularity, like in the early days, the the mm-hmm. their first run with the makeup. This was like prime Destroyer had come out. This is when they were on top of the world, Detroit Rock City, Alive Two everything this was like the beginning of the fall of kiss classic kiss because mm-hmm. this came out just before dynasty which was i was made for loving you all that which was their disco album 
because disco oh. rock had become a big thing, like Earth, Wind and Fire, etc. Lovely. So they tried to make their own spin on it. And because they had so much money, they thought, why don't we make a feature-length film aimed at children? This is meant to be a children's movie. Well, it is. And it's still, it's just like, is it though? It's not an adult's film, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, no, it's it's just a big pile of... <laughs> um, so this came out and they thought... Because you know, if this takes off, we could be we could be rock stars and movie stars, and uh, surprisingly, it didn't do that well. Wow! It was so lambasted by m- m- a majority of Kiss fans at the time. Said it was horrible because you've got to remember this is when they started the Kiss Army, which is like their it's not an actual territorial army. Uh, their fan clubs they had dolls and action figures, comic books. Have you heard the tying into Halloween episode? They made Kiss comic books with Marvel. That probably, the comics might be alright. And Stan Lee was like, we want a bit of your blood in the ink. So they got all four of them to line up and they got little pinpricks and they dripped their blood into the ink. That's taking it a bit far, isn't it? It's marketing 101. Right, cool. Well, I think that the the idea of comics sounds quite interesting. I've never read them. But apparently they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they'd be better than this piece of shit film. Oh, God. Absolute fucking garbage. I should say I've also forgotten my notes for this week because I'm a charlatan, so... And I didn't take any notes because I have nothing to say. Nothing to say. You've got nothing to lose. There's a kiss pun for you. Nothing to say. Next to fuck all to say about this piece of crap. Is there even a a story? Because... The, the story is essentially they are playing at a theme park and this mad scientist has created a series of robots that he thought would be the limelight of the event but mm. Kiss are playing and they've taken over because Kiss are the biggest band in the world in 1978 and he was very jealous so he made it his life ambition to destroy Kiss by creating Kiss robots or Kiss clones Android Kiss yeah Right, cool. So it's an it's an amusement park film. It's a silly android horror film, and it's got mummies. Is the Phantom of the Park like that main guy? That, yes. That's think thing. That's this is played by Anthony Zerb with an E at the end. Yes. Is that him? Is it? I think so. Anthony yeah. Zerb. Yeah. He's the Phantom of the Park. Yeah. I always whenever I see this guy's face. Uh, his face is synonymous with uh, being in Licence to Kill, the second Timothy Dalton Bond film. And his you know, his head actually explodes. Was that film. pre or post this? Oh, it was 1990 or something. Oh, good yeah. God. He, yeah, he is now 86 and probably quite quite keen on the, the fact that he is in... He's immortalised in the goriest moment of all Bond films, uh, possibly. I can't remember if I've... I don't think I've watched any of the Timothy Dalton ones. His head explodes, and it's probably, like... It's the moment that he remembers that he was... It looks like the moment he he remembers he was in this Kiss film. And he just goes, (laughs) ah! And his head just fucking bursts. Yeah, I know, I've seen his face stretched. Once you've seen a person's face stretch out as, like, a a 12-year-old or whatever, you're just... You won't remember that face. He's got quite a haunting, macabre look to him. He is the Phantom of the Park. Yeah. Anthony Zerb, I'm sure that he's very, very happy with his career. 
Yeah, I think that this this film you know does have one minor emphasis on the word minor uh, redeeming feature is like the um, the androids. There's a lot of barber shop singing from the androids. <laughs> That's quite a good idea. I think that the barber shop androids could be a successful group. Just well, on they, stage, they, they acting, acting all androidy. You know, I, I I got to the end of this movie and I was like. I almost wish that the Android Barbershop singing quartet was real. You know, like, it's like well, I've got one of my favourite films is uh, Russ Meyer's Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Because when you get to the end of it, you just wish that you were watching a film about a real band. And, you know, you wish you wish that there was like a 10 album catalogue to dip into, but there's not. There's just like three or four songs that were written for that movie. It's about a, a band of lady rock stars, and they just sound so awesome. You're like, where, where do we get my fix now for this band that doesn't even exist and it's a similar feeling with the barbershop androids i think that that might be my calling maybe maybe when i turn 50 or something and um, you know my knees are even worse than they are <laughs> now you know uh, and paul stanley's knees are worse maybe we'll, we'll, he might be interested in a barbershop android band and i certainly will be it's better than you know it's better than licking boots which is my current uh, vocation so I, I really genuinely like I've 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 remembered my notes and there's fuck all written down here because <laughs> I don't know what to say about anything. One of the things that you get when you watch a film like this is uh, it, it kind of it occurs to you that bad films are made by accident. Like films yep. this bad are made, and they have no idea that they're going to be this bad until they're up on the screen, and it's like oh shit, we can't act. There's no production value. Yep. The camera work is like a home... F- it's like someone just got like their neighbour's home video camera for the weekend. This was, this was made out of pure, pure ego. Yeah. Pure New York ego. They've said they were so cocky at the time they thought we could do anything. Mm-hmm. And then they made it and then realised what an absolute mess. They didn't acknowledge it for 20 years. Was it twenty years that they told people their their staff and crew and whatnot to not, not mention, mention it? it? Yep. For a full twenty years. Yep. And then at twenty they went, oh, you can mention it now. Yeah, because they're old and they've got millions and bajillions, so they don't it's, care. Yeah, we don't care anymore. We we'll, we laugh at ourselves now, but uh, because they have so much money, they don't care. Yeah. No. This uh, I'm really struggling with this one because it is so bad. <laughs> And I it's, thought it's you like, hate this on this it's, it's, it. it's not that it's like see, see the Star Wars episode uh, the Star Wars Christmas special I <laughs> fucking love that film. <laughs> I, fucking, I, I love complete shit this, was this just is so just bad. this is not even there it's not even like silly it's not even funny you're just sitting it's there it's just awful now did you, you know, have a drink while you were doing this yeah you, I was yeah. fucking hammered and I'm so <laughs> glad <laughs> Right, because if I'd tried to sit through this sober, it would have been a fucking slow death. Um, That's why I wanted to. I picked this one deliberately because I wanted to torture Simon for making me mm. watch things like Firestarter. Yeah, well, okay, I guess it's revenge, but I mean, like you're taking way harsher revenge on me than it's, than it's called for. I mean, it's a, it's a podcast about movies, so if you have to watch yes. Firestarter and save the date, you know. Baby, baby, imagine if Kiss did a cover of babies. 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 Yeah, no, it's cool. It's a good, it's a good film. I'll save the day. I don't like this. I don't like fun of the fucking fun <laughs> <part of> fucking <laughs> bullshit. 
The members of KISS don't like the way that they came off as goofy. What did they think they were doing while they were making those scenes? It's not like it was edited in a way that they can blame the editor and the director. It's like they were there doing that stuff. Would they not have turned around and said, I don't like the way that we are acting goofy, rather than I don't like the way that we look goofy? To be fair, most of the time, they were half the band were inebriated anyway. Ah, like they beyond, were be, it. beyond either drunk or coked out. Because remember, this was prime rock band, 70s Simon. Well, there you go. I mean, they, they made it, they think they look goofy. I wonder if, like, if see if there's a real dog that Scooby-Doo's based on. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that dog ever looks at the screen and goes, that's not me. <laughs> Have you seen the episode of Scooby-Doo with Kiss? No, they they've done one, have they? Mm-hmm. And it's in a theme park. Yeah. I think they may. I think they make fun of Phantom of the Park in it because it's in a theme park, and oh. they're stopping Kiss clones. I think they've redone it with Scooby Doo, and it's even better. Mm-hmm. So years later, twenty years pass, and they're able to guest star on Scooby Doo and take the piss out of themselves, and entirely good humour, of course. Yeah. Yes. So saying about Scooby Doo. In 2015, Kiss and Scooby-Doo created Scooby-Doo and Kiss, a rock and roll mystery. And it follows the gang and the members of the rock band Kiss to save the world from the Crimson Witch who intends to destroy it with the help of a demon. There you go. And they all play their respective players. The Star Child, the demon, although Tommy plays the Spaceman and Eric plays the Catman. Do you like the names of the characters? Not really, no. <laughs> There's a star man waiting in the sky. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, it, but it baffles me that uh, that you can turn around and go, oh, this film's sh**, and it's like a surprise to you. After, <laughs> you've, after you've been on set delivering the dialogue and, you know, you saw each other's performances while you were there. It's not like you can save that with trick photography, can you? No. Yeah. It, it's just it's genuinely one of the worst films I think I've ever seen. It was a TV movie as well, we should point yes. out. It didn't go... It was made it, for NBC. They didn't like put this out and hope for like cinema tickets to be sold. <laughs> no, but you can buy it on physical like DVD, and I'm sure there's you an can. anniversary. You can? Yes. Well, I won't be doing that. It's on, it's on Amazon. Yeah, no, there's not, there's not a lot to say about a film where nothing happens, because it's literally just like you're... The filmed people talking and stuff. I'll give you like what what really really annoys me is in a film where someone's cut off. It's a scripted cut off, you know, where someone talks over the other person, but they're so fucking bad at acting that there's a pause. There'd be people saying things like, "Wait a minute, you mean that?" Yes, I do. <laughs> Wait a minute, you mean that? Pause. Yes. <laughs> I am cutting you off. (laughs) But after a three second pause, I'm cutting you off as a friend for making me watch this drivel. Good. It's definitely time to open the mail sack. (laughs) Today I've got the mail sack. Let's have a look what uh, what the kids have been trying to... Jesus Christ, what a long-winded arsehole. Doesn't even fucking give. Doesn't even tell me what the name is. Right, let's get through this. Dearest Fart Cinema. Oh, that's us. Mm. 
I am writing to you with the fondest of intentions. The spooky season always brings out my more generous nature. Sorry. So I wanted to let you fine gentlemen know just how much I appreciate you. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you see, I am part of a coven of witches. Oh, fucking hell. I've had enough of those in my life. Uh, and we all enjoy listening to your podcast as we gather ingredients for our spells. Before you ask, no, I can't tell you what type of spells we do. That would complicate things. Shit. How disappointing. <laughs> I was on the edge of my fucking seat. <laughs> Simon, don't berate the witches. They'll curse you. Picturing these fucking stinky, panted idiots sitting around a scrying bowl. <laughs> anyway, we love listening to you ramble about movies, and we especially loved the episode you did talking about Dune. It would mean the world to my little coven. Uh, now, if you could give us a little shout out, we'd really appreciate. I really wish. I'm thinking now. If only my hand had reached for a different fucking letter. There's a there's a letter in there that's bright pink, and I didn't. You know, on bright pink paper, and I didn't pick that one because I thought, no, that one's trying to stand out. I'll pick this one instead. Generic generic white paper. And here we go. It would mean the world to little Cor and I if we, you could give us a little shout out. We'd really appreciate it if you could say a couple of words for us as it would really amplify our spells and increase their potency. Here's the words. Clatu verato nictu. That's the Book of the Dead thing. If you could repeat them a couple of times, that would be fantastic. So you've, you've earned some points. Obviously, it's a bit, what it's a nice little joke about Evil Dead, uh, but nothing can get around the fact that they're a coven of witches. How does that make you feel, Simon? It makes me feel like they can fuck off. <laughs> they're um. My advice for them is very much like the advice that I had for the chap with the voice coming from a tap. You know, take your bum holes and plant them over a blunt object. Thing is, I'm telling them to do that. They already do that anyway. That's their hobby. They've got all of the the toys are you know, are in like some fucking suitcase that they carry around with them. <laughs> on their the way witches in their suitcases. <laughs> Suitcased witches, and you open it up, and it's just like. <laughs> I know all about it. And it fucking sickens me. Cameron's got a mouthful of banana. He's not even. He's eating phallic food while I'm talking about this. That is so tough. He's trying, just trying to impress everyone, you know, holding down food while I talk about covens with the blunt objects. Yeah. Uh, right. I feel like I've I've inadvertently structured this episode to just be a torture cage for you. Well, it's not like you wrote the letter. Is it time for two truths and a lie? I don't know. <laughs> You've not got two truths and a lie. No, do you? no, I do. I you do, do, yeah. I do. You do. Two truths and a lie. If you Two truths and a lie. If you lose, please don't cry. One lie and two truths. It's bound to give your life a boost.
Very good. Right. Throw them at me. Well, Simon, this is also this is slightly made a twist on the game this week. This is to check how much kiss knowledge you know. Fuck all. <laughs> Great, it'll be hard. So, in the movie, mm-hmm. when the mummy is set on fire, remember? The mummy is set on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that vividly. Yeah, that, was a, that, that scene had a huge impression on me. He falls off stage, and if you listen, you can hear the mummy go, Ah, no, shit, because he falls off too hard and hurts himself. <laughs> you would think that that would have jumped out at me. You would think it would have been edited out for a kid's movie, number two. In the close-ups of each concert that they show in the film, over three days, mm-hmm. the entire crowd is still there in the same clothes. It's the same crowd for each show. Mm-hmm. Truth or a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And finally, during the film, there are several jump cuts where it cuts to stunt doubles. But for some reason, Ace Frehley's was played by a black man. If you remember. Did you notice that? No. If you notice when like he fires rockets and fire, it will cut. And it will be a black guy in kiss makeup as Ace Frehley. And everyone said, well, why is that? Ace Freely used to be a cab driver in New York. And one of his fellow cab driver friends, when he was told he was making a movie, asked if he could be in a part to be stunt double Ace Freely hmm. in order to gain roles to boost his career as he wanted to be a famous movie star slash stunt double. The former taxi driver... Got in touch with Ace in 1978, four years later, and said, look... Hmm. Look, we're still friends. You're making this movie. Can I get a part in it? It just ended up being stunt double Ace Freely. Right. That's so long-winded and boring that I don't think you made it up. So <laughs> So two, what what one's the truth and what one's the lie? So one one is a lie and I'm going to guess that it's uh, It's the crowds are the same all three. The mummy going ash. Okay. I'm going to say that the taxi driver thing or the mummy going, ah, no, shit, and then falling off a stage on fire. I hope that that's true and I can go back and listen to it. I really hope it is. I'm go- right, because I want the other two things to be true, I'm going to say that the taxi driver thing's bullshit. You are correct. Good, you made that up. It's half correct. All oh, right, okay. The stunt double is a black man, but Paul Stanley was a cab driver in New York and they just they didn't have a spare stunt double so they just had to get a black guy to go and kiss makeup so if you pay attention yeah once you've made up it doesn't actually it can't jump out at you that much especially if your uh, audience is already in a coma anyway it It doesn't help that you see his hands and like his arms and his (laughs) neck and it's just like it's like and jumps in colour and then right back again and it's like whoa so it's only a lie in that there's no taxi driver. There's Ace Freely was not a taxi driver. It was Paul Stanley. I tried to throw you off. That's why it was a test on your kiss knowledge. You just got lucky. What is the kiss song? Is it Detroit Rock City that goes? Yeah, yeah. That's like so. So you know, Kiss have influenced you know Metallica hugely. That's like a Four Horsemen riff right there. A Four Horsemen riff. Is like a is. Detroit Rock City. Uh, speaking of Detroit Rock City, have you seen that movie yet? I have not. 
Look at this. He's seen this crap film three times, right? <laughs> I think that I, I... I recommended this film the first time I met you. Yeah. Three years ago. Uh, You've not been longer than that right. now. Four years ago. You, you know, Detroit Rock City is awesome. It's about Kiss, and it's actually a good, funny movie. <laughs> and you can't bring yourself to watch it. Again, this is just me slowly just fucking with you, Simon. And it's got an amazing soundtrack. It's got that great song, Surrender, by Cheap Trick. I lo- you know, and it's such an uplifting... Mammy's already. Yeah, it's a fucking uplifting film. It plays all these songs off perfectly with, uh, with the imagery and all the rest of it. You know, it's brilliant. Oh, how do we improve this? Yeah, well, Simon, that is the question. Because I'm at a loss. Even I, a diehard Kiss fan. I don't see any way this could be improved other than it just not existing there's a reason why not a lot of new Kiss fans know about it unless you go like deep diving so basically my my idea for improving Kiss Meets the Phantom Park is if you could get the title right Kiss Meets the The Phantom Phantom of of the Park park. not the Phantom Park (laughs) Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park it should have guest stars it should guest star Scooby Doo the cartoon like the cartoon should just come in and pose on the screen Mm -hmm. and say oh my god would you look at that it's Scooby Doo and then it looks over at Scoob and he's like (laughs) you know because it's in real life so it can't talk yeah (laughs) And then it should also guest star Helen Mirren, but it should be Helen Mirren's character from a film called Savage Messiah. And it should be like, they should do that, you know, there's a film called Stay Tuned with uh, John Ritter where people get sucked into the TV and the channels change and it's like, now we're here, now we're there and we're, you know, we're in this programme now. I think it would be good if um, Helen Mirren's character from Savage Messiah was transported into... Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park during her nude scene. <laughs> so she was like, where the fuck am I? Oh. See, in the film, it's a Ken Russell movie, so she's walking around all flamboyantly with her arms in the air doing the whole, I'm proud and body positive and I don't care and I'm uninhibited. Zap her into Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park and we'll see how quickly she covers up. Around those people. 1970s Gene Simmons. Yeah. Also... What would her acting look like in comparison to the, to those thesps? Yeah, <laughs> the the com- uh, Those thespians. The what is it? The um. I can't be bothered finishing sentences now. It's so. It's just like you know. Even two truths and a lie didn't like uh, spur me back to life. This, this 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 episode has officially killed Simon's mojo. I'm, I'm mentally dead. I wish that I had money for chocolate, but I don't because I had to fucking buy a train ticket instead of a bus ticket. <laughs> and I'm paid tomorrow. I had £2.60 to spend on things today. And now I've got fuck all. I'm going to have to go home and have pasta and bread. And that's the only thing. I can't even get like a bar of chocolate to cheer myself up. Shouldn't laugh. I even get like a Cadbury's cream egg because it's Halloween, not Easter. Art cinema, 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 art